Good afternoon, everybody. This is Robert Hoffman. And this is Chris Panico. And we are here for your this next episode of No Nonsense Storytime, a podcast <laughs> where we take story time and we get rid of the nonsense in it. We take some books that kids read. I almost said kids wrote. That hasn't been true so far, but we could we could, we could do so. That would be good. Just get some yeah, just get some I, kids on this cast. And when I was a kid, I wrote a children's book about an emu. Who lived in a world made of mashed potatoes and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. pretty lit. Hey, I'm a guest. My name's Lynn. All right, all right. Too. Well, hold on. Know your place. <laughs> all right, anyway. We have a well, guest on the show today. Hi. This is Lynn. I'm Lynn. Uh, he speaks for Sweden. I do. The well, whole country. <laughs> well, in this room right now, yes, I am the Sweden expert. Yeah, <laughs> the Sweden expert. Um, yeah, that's how... It, Tell us about yourself, Lynn. Yeah, so I uh, I didn't grow up there, but my mom did, and I spent a lot of time there when I was growing up. We would go there for like four weeks at a time in the summer, like about every two years, uh, and had a lot of contact with our family remaining there, which was great. Uh, I speak the language, so we had a lot of opportunity to consume Swedish culture and media, and, uh, you know, my mom really wanted us to be able to speak the language and to hold on to that. Um, so for a while, I was actually going to like a Swedish after school program, kind of like CCD, but like for Swedish stuff, which at the time was cool. very boring. But now, as you know, she said, I appreciate it later in my yeah. adult life. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a lot of uh, like Swedish children's books growing up. We didn't have um, many, if any, peepee long stocking books that I remember reading very much, but we did definitely have other titles by Astrid Lindgren. Um, peepee is who we're going to be talking about today. Um, I'm mostly familiar with Peepee from some uh, videos that I sent to Chris and Bobby to watch. Uh, we only got around to watching one of them, but like that's enough to introduce the sort of premise where, all, where the nonsense comes from. So, yeah. I'm very excited to talk about this. I love sharing this stuff. It's fun stuff. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it. As I was saying before we started, I don't really know that much about Pee Pee Longstocking. Or how do you say the, like the... In Swedish, it's Pee Pee Longstrump. Longstrump. Strump. I'll try my best. (laughs) Yeah, it's Um, fine. Yeah, I don't really have that much um, knowledge about that story other than just knowing that that character exists yeah you know yep um bobby you said you were a little more familiar with pp had you read any of it or are you also mostly just familiar with like the visuals yeah just um knowing about it as like a cultural thing Mm -hmm. you know just as like a very well-known story yeah like how you know you don't have to have ever seen a Looney Tunes cartoon to know that's Bugs Bunny there. Right, know? yeah, that they're a thing, oh, they exist. Good comparison. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about where I am. Like, it's definitely more exposure than I know this character exists, but I've never read any of the books or anything like that. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, and that's the story we're doing. Yeah, that was a really <laughs> roundabout way to introduce the story. But it's going to, this, I feel like this episode is going to be a little different because it's not like we're necessarily following the plot of a book, like, so definitively. 
and doing that because there's like a lot of material. Right. They're right. more like little episodes um, of like they're all sort of individual stories that happen with PP and the two like side characters and the other wider <clears throat> side characters in this uh, little world. So, yeah, I'm kind of disrupting your normal uh, setup here. And That's also since fine. we should I pull back the curtain for like how we figured out which ones to like do as far as like because we actually couldn't find a pdf in english or bobby tried to find one and couldn't um so i looked and i found a few that were probably in swedish but since i found these videos i felt that if i need to if we needed to do some translating it would be much easier to do it visually because then Mm -hmm. you you i don't have to do all the work of doing all of that stuff right uh because i am fluent but like there's stuff that i might miss anyway um so it's a lot of work to do it's a lot of work yeah. <laughs> yeah so just it was a lot easier to like have them watch these videos which the series that we saw was made i think in the 70s it was like it, there's a live action adaptation of the pp stories or at least some of them i don't know if it's every single one um but yeah that's i watched the same this literal same thing when i was growing up uh and it i loved it and i still it holds up pretty well actually i was watching through some of the other ones and like it, yeah, it's great. What I saw was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like. yeah, the, the actors were very good. They did a great job, um, and like the the basic effects were pretty decent. I remember, like, I was like looking forward to seeing her like hold quote unquote holding up her horse. Like, okay, how does that look now as an adult? Yeah, but I didn't get it to was, that one. It was all right, actually. Yeah. It wasn't like too super obvious like you can tell Uh it's green screen or whatever but it's not like oh wow that's terrible you know and it's like the 70s so Mm. pretty good seems like a pretty solid production yeah like really just making the product they wanted liza uh watched that when she was a kid oh really yeah i don't know you know in what i don't know where or or when there have been other adaptations as well it was it was that one it was that one because she was telling me about it or I, I said what we were doing at the this episode. She said, "Oh, yeah. My only the only thing I really know about Pippi Longstocking is I watched this um, thing when I was a kid, and it was real people instead of a cartoon. <laughs> the literal and same thing. I, yeah, wow. uh, I haven't been able to find it. And I said, "Well, here, check this out." And she said, "Yeah, that's it." Wow. <laughs> so I guess she maybe she watched it with English subs. Or must have been or, dubs or, some, or whatever. It must have yeah. been a dub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, too bad. We didn't have that. Done. Yeah, alas. That's okay. <laughs> I, I want to. Okay. Yeah, I want to confess uh, something. I tried to watch this video, not realizing that I could turn subtitles on. To be fair, it's auto translate English subtitles, so like they were okay. They were decent enough to give you more context than uh-huh. not having them was. But yeah, <laughs> there were some lines that were really, really funny. Definitely when they not. translated. <laughs> I just watched the video until I got to a point where I was like. I have no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> and then just like fast forwarded until I saw, oh, there, there she is. There she is with the funny hair. All right, yeah. let's watch here now. And then, you know, repeated until, all right, let's fast forward. Uh, there was a part, there were some policemen and then they were in jail uh, yeah, the hacking their way were... out. Oh, um, Or was that different the, people that I just that looked was, the same? That may have been reason? different people. Yeah, that whole, that scene was just them talking about how safe the town was and how I have the, they have these police that 
But ah, the yes, only two crooks oh, in jail. It. There's only two crooks. Oh. Meanwhile, you jail. see the crooks filing their way out yeah. of yeah. the cell. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the crooks are saying, like, it's so peaceful. The policemen keep it so peaceful so we can break out of jail in peace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, Lynn, do you want to tell funny. us, like, this? just give us the our, our recap as we do it in this podcast? We have, right. we have a recap. I mean, just sort of give a, a short version of the plot that we are going to take and de-nonsense. Sure. So, Pipi uh, is this little girl. She's around, like, seven to nine-ish. Um, I don't remember if they say her age specifically. But she's nine, I believe. She's nine, yeah. So, she moves into this town. Just She literally just rides in on her white with black dots horse and her monkey and a suitcase full of probably some clothes. She does have some different outfits um, and gold coins and moves into this previously abandoned house called Villa Villa Kula. And it's this pretty like, um, like painted different colors, kind of whimsical looking house. Um, and we have our sort of narrator side characters who befriend her named Tommy and Annika. And they have been observing this house that they pass by on their way to school every day. Like, it's empty, it's abandoned, no one lives there. And then all of a sudden, there's stuff happening there. There's a horse outside. What's going mm-hmm. on here? So they investigate and they meet Pipi. Um, and I've seen these so many times. And I did watch through the first one again. But it's still kind of like blending together in my mind. I believe they find her and she's sleeping backwards. Like, she's sleeping with her feet on the pillow. So yep. she's So they're like who is this? So they like wake her up and they're like, hey, why are you sleeping with your with your feet up on the pillow? And this is like, definitely the weirdest part of this situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And she's like, oh, well, I am from a pirate ship and everybody sleeps with their feet on the pillow there. And they're like, you're lying. And she's like, yeah, you caught me. I'm lying. <laughs> but um, but my dad is really a sea captain and I got a gold bunch of gold money from him. And she literally does have gold money from... Yeah. Supposedly, her like father. Pretty big golden coins. Yeah, you never see her dad, but the people in the town that she later goes to, unless she goes to stores and stuff, they accept the money. They like don't have. They don't think it's fake. They're like, oh my gosh, a gold coin. This is worth so much. Um, and so yeah, she's rich. She's got this money from her dad. She just kind of lives in this house by herself. She has no adult guardians present that we see. Um, but the policeman. Uh, and this other lady who I guess is like the owner of it or something. She's got like this girl's home slash orphanage. They're trying to get her to move to this orphanage because she's got no parents. That's sort of where she's supposed to go. But she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to stay here. And she does that. She manages to like evade these adult figures um, and just kind of stay in Vila Vila And it's, uh, yeah, it's, I guess where some like narrative friction comes from every once in a while but yeah she like she lives there pretty much without a problem cool yeah i think it's an awesome story we've got a lot to unpack here though yeah Yeah. lots Um, to unpack and this is just the one like there's a lot of nonsense that happens in the other ones but like i said uh before we started recording the the basic should i introduce like the basic nonsense or yeah we should do the moral first yeah so what's the moral of the story um it, se- it seems to me like the one of the biggest morals is that um, you can exist outside of like 
social normative standards. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be a nine-year-old kid without your parents and live on your own and be able to make pancakes and, you know, get just, on just fine. Just live on pancakes and so feed say that's, your horse. And... That's, that's one of the, the main ideas that the author's going for here. Mm-hmm. Bobby, what about you? Yeah, well, I'd say that. I'd, even just as simple as it's okay to be different. It's okay to just be the way that you are and not the way that people would expect you to be given your circumstances. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, yes. Nonsense time. Because there's a lot. Well, should we do the history first? Is that usually how this goes? Or? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the author. author and yeah. yeah. I think history in more context would be awesome. All right. So, yeah. Astrid Lindgren is a pretty prolific Swedish author. She's pretty much literally a national treasure. <laughs> and uh, I knew some stuff about her before, like, actually going to research just from being Swedish and having absorbed some of that. But I didn't know a lot of the details because I haven't really looked into this um, beyond, like, the stuff that I absorbed as a kid. Um, so, yeah, she was born in 1907 in um, Vimmerby, Småland. Which, uh, Smallland is a province in the south part of Sweden. It's, um, it, it actually borders the province that, like, my family is sort of from and lives in. Um, so, it's down in the south. There's, like, a lot of farms and, like, countryside down there. Sweden, at least that part of it, is, like, kind of similar to Pennsylvania, actually, where, like, you have the cities, you have the developed areas, for sure. But, um, I mean, less so back then, because it's 1907, but you still have, like, more developed areas. That's sort of, like, how it is today. Like, you have Malmo, which is in the other province, um, which is, like, a pretty big, bustling city. And then the capital, Stockholm, is, like, a little bit more north, but, like, those areas are well-developed. And then a lot of stuff in between is still, like, countryside and farmland. So she has all these, like, gorgeous settings and um, views and stuff, and she actually is uh, very inspired by those things. When she's writing her books, she's inspired by a lot of her childhood memories. Um, She had a, again, like, a long, meaty career writing stuff. She wrote um, several different series. Pee was just one series that she wrote. She also wrote a series about this kid named Emil, who, like, pulled a bunch of pranks and stuff. That was kind of his deal. Um, there's one called, I think it was translated as the kids on noisy, the kids in the noisy village or something. In Swedish, it's called Barnani Bullerbeen. There's also one about this girl named Lotta. Um, she wrote a couple novels, one of which is Ronja, the robber's daughter, which has been translated into like a gajillion languages. And uh, many of these other series and books have been as well. Um, I think in 2017, it was said that uh, she's been translated. She's the 18th most translated author as of 2017. Wow. Which is pretty up there. It's pretty solid. Uh, yeah, she was a lifelong advocate for uh, animal, human, like children and women's rights. Um, so that does track the moral does track where like she had a lot of themes of like um, sort of saying like it's okay to like speak out against like the authority figures because... I mean, maybe it's not necessarily right that a nine-year-old gets to live by herself in this (laughs) abandoned house, but, you know, underneath that, it's kind of saying, like, it's okay to, you know, think those people are wrong, Mm -hmm. sort of. Um, And she faced a little bit of uh, backlash for that a couple times, but she kind of held fast and was like, this is my thing. Um, She is on the 20 kroner bill, which is kind of like the $1 bill. 
I don't remember the year that that mm-hmm. happened, but like, yeah, she's wow. she's on the money. I didn't know she was on the money. Yeah, she mm. died in 2002, and her funeral was attended by the king, the queen, the prime minister, and uh, some other royalty as well. So wow, she won the like national, like Swede award. She has a um. Uh, she won the Hans Christensen, Hans Christian Andersen Award, the Right Livelihood Award. She's very decorated. Uh, she has a uh, memorial award that people can win for, uh, I think it's awarded on her birthday, to a like Swedish language author. Um, and there's an Astrid Lindgren world in her hometown, which is, it's... I mean, you could make the Disney World comparison, but it's, like, not really at all like that. I would compare it more to, like, a Renaissance Fair setup, uh-huh. where it's, mm-hmm. like, it's it's a decent size, but it's still kind of small. And there's live skits with, uh, like, characters from her, you know, several different worlds and stuff like that. I've been there. I went there as a kid, and it was so much fun. There are, like, a bunch of just, like, open play areas for kids to just hang out and play. And you can, like, interact with the actors. And they're, like, just going around doing their thing. You can see all the, like, little setups of uh, some of the worlds that she's created. And it's so cool. And I would love to go back having, like, looked into it again and, like, remembered, like, oh, wow, this was so cool and fun. And I it probably would still be fun as an adult, yeah. honestly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. There's... <laughs> So yeah, there's a lot here about her. Uh, another just like kind of funny thing. There's an asteroid Lingran. Uh, there was like a. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's um. She's got it all, huh? She's got it all, truly. Uh, yeah, there was. Uh, I think a satellite sent up, and they named it Astrid, just as like a Swedish name, and then people were like, "Ah, oh, yeah, like Astrid Lingran." Of course, this is obviously what they meant, or, you know, even if it wasn't, that's, like, what the people, the people have spoken, and that thing's named Astrid Lindgren. Um, and then, actually, a Soviet uh, astronomy, I guess, maybe space guy. Space guy. Space yeah, guy, yeah. Right. He uh, <laughs> he went and named a bunch of instruments, like, acronyms for her works, like, there was a PP, there was an Emil, and, like, the, the, <laughs> they stood for, like, scientific stuff, and so that was really interesting. I didn't know that. I just, like, scrolled down and saw the heading, Asteroid Linger, and, like, wait, hold on, what is this about? Um, so, yeah, she was a, a really cool person and wrote a lot of stuff and uh, has earned world renown for it. Wow. Yeah. That's all. That's awesome. Yep. I wish I wish like in America we put writers on money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be any almost any writer would probably be better than most of the people on our yeah. money. Like there are definitely writers that should be on there before Andrew we, Jackson. We gotta <laughs> change our money. We gotta change why our can't money. we why does no one wanna just change like just change it? <sighs> just have fun with it. We could just try have- someone and then change it next year if we don't like it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, the $20 bills or the 20 crooner bills are purple. They're really pretty. The 100 crooner bills, they're like blue. The There used to be a 200 one or maybe so I think bad. they got rid of that one. But Having yeah. colored money sounds Our $100 so fun. bills are kind of cool. They are. They do have a little bit more color now. Yeah. yeah. Just the 100s though. The 50s. That's the which 50s I mean. kind of a peach. 100s yeah. all I like. The $100 bills yeah. the only. All about them Benjamin. Bobby only uses $100 bills. Yeah. <laughs> Exclusively. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isn't that all you had on you like when we went to the wedding last weekend, the other weekend? 
Let's, let's see what I've got in my wallet. Only have $100 Bobby rolls pretty hard. I've got, yeah, it's Damn, just $100. Oh my gosh, bill. he just has one. And that's, yeah, that's it. Ben that's Franklin. It. What is ben happening? Franklin's the only American historical figure that is good at all. Oh, Washington was okay. Washington as far is forget now. about Washington. Washington's solid. Washington, please. What? Go make a map, Washington. Get out! Get what out of that war. Mean? All right, this just—he was in. a cartographer. All past presidents are hashtag canceled. We can't speak about them anymore. Ever. All problematic AF. I mean, I most of them actually okay. were, but you Washington's, know, whatever. Yeah, he's you know he's, it's it's a matter of comparison. Ben Franklin, awesome. All right, whatever. We're not talking about America in this podcast. Yeah, we're talking true. about Sweden. Yeah. So nope. put that away. All right. So Swedish Ben Franklin, aka <laughs> Astrid Lindgren. Oh, yeah. Ben was a pretty. He wrote a lot of stuff too. So I mean, maybe not necessarily too far off on that one. Yeah. yeah. You know what? He's the only one that belongs on it. Who should Who should be on the money? I don't know. We'll figure that Great out. Great conversation later. for another day. Yeah. <laughs> or after the podcast. Oh. Um, when, if you I don't have think a you understand how this podcast send works. Email, <laughs> send us an email at nononsensestorytime at gmail.com. You've made a mistake thinking that we were going to come here and talk about the, the stories we that we're going to talk about. Alas. All right. So, um, yeah. Let's do it. The nonsense. The nonsense. Yep. There's uh, quite a bit of it. There's a lot. The one thing that I want to before we talk about anything specific is I think we should discuss the fact that um, they make a, a point to acknowledge that, that Pippi is PP is not the most truthful person. Yes. She does uh, make up little lies here and there. And uh, her friends, Tommy and Annika kind of call her out on it a little bit. And the other people in the town that she meets sometimes do as well. But at the heart of it, she still has these gold coins. She still has this yeah, mysterious has absent father. There is something going on here. Her explanation is always that he is a sea captain slash pirate. I think it's sea captain versus pirate, but she yeah. I, she definitely has talked about pirates mm. before. And at some point, he became a king somewhere. Yeah, something or other. That's how she got the gold coins, is that he's a king of something. Right. She has... Uh, in one of the episodes, she has these like little moccasins. She's like, "Yeah, my dad got them from an Indian chief, and right. they mm. they make red footsteps because they're from an Indian chief or whatever." So, yeah, I don't know. There's um, a lot of yeah, a lot of little stuff. Yeah. So so, what do we believe that she says is true? Like, we probably take some of that story as truth. Because of the gold coins. Right. So it's coming from somewhere. It's Right. Right. So I was just wondering. I, it seems in the way the story is told that everyone has accepted that that's what the case is. Right. And I think at the end, um, it is like they do meet her dad. And I think she literally like boards a sea ship and like leaves the okay. town. Okay, and cool. is like, all right, bye. Cool. Here's my dad. He's a sea captain. Cool. That's sea not captain. Yeah. I think no. we can, uh, you know, accept that. I think... She definitely makes some stuff up or slash tells the truth about her mom as well. I feel like either that might be like the classic like tragic parent death story. That's what it seems like. Yeah. She talks about how she's up in the sky or she's an okay, angel yeah. a few times. So I think that that Yeah, her makes mom a lot must have sense. died at some point. Her dad was, you know, sea captain and kind of like kept on with that Rolling Stone life mm -hmm. but wanted. Just left the nine-year-old alone. 
Yeah. Well, well I mean, she he lived cares on. About her. She she was on the ship for most yeah, of her life, right? She lived on the ship. And then something happened that brought her here. Right, and, and I she left. I don't remember what that detail is, or if they ever go into it, like why she arrives to this town and why she isn't on the ship anymore. She, I mean, she comes to the town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking. It's we. If it doesn't talk about it, it doesn't matter if it talks about it. We're going to figure out the truth. <laughs> We're going to yeah, get to the truth. Exactly. So um, we've got a nine-year-old girl who rides into town on a horse. Mm-hmm. With a monkey. With, with a, monkey. a monkey on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's a real monkey. Mr. Nielsen. Yep. Mr. Nielsen is the monkey's name. I don't be- I don't know if the horse has a name. I don't remember. I don't think so. Not that I saw in my brief amount of right, study. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So is this is any of this nonsense? She could have a monkey and a horse. Think about think about your hometown where you grew up. Uh-huh. You're chilling in your hometown, hanging out. A nine year old girl rides into town on a horse with a monkey on her shoulder. And again, these were written back in like the forties, fifties ish, but this adaptation was made in the 70s and it takes place like sort of That's more true. in the 70s not 40s 50s so for, yeah forget that forget okay. that oh i mean first some anecdotal just thought is in my hometown that's possible yeah because i live in the woods i'm and not saying it's impossible i'm just trying to put us in the headspace of paint the picture we're not in this story anymore we're not in the magical world right yeah if people long stocking if we're if, now in the real world how did this happen if if I saw a nine year old girl like riding a horse on the street in my hometown, I'd be like, "There's one of those people with horses that ride them in the woods," right? Yes. Which I've never understood, but it is a thing. Yeah, like they mm-hmm. section off trails for a horse back mm-hmm. riding yeah. in the New Jersey forests. Mm-hmm. If she had a monkey, I would pause. Yeah, the horse makes much more sense than the monkey because yes. it is still it is a town, but it's sort of a more rural town. So the horse. Um, although it's a unique looking horse, I don't see, I have seen a horse, I actually rode a horse that looked like her horse does. It was white with black spots, but you know, they're not your average one of the mill horse. And, uh, she's like sort of more in the suburbs, not necessarily like on a farm. So yeah, we're not sure where she got the horse, but the horse is like, okay, you can accept the horse. Yeah. As long as it's not nonsense. Right. Because the thing is people own monkeys. Mm -hmm. People own monkeys. And if this monkey is just her monkey, like, you know, has lived with her long enough that he trusts her, yep. it's going to be on the shoulder. This is not nonsense. Yeah, it's But strange. it does inform her background. Yeah. Yes. Which we do need to figure out. Yeah. So then right. she finds an abandoned house. Not nonsense. Nope. Yeah, it's been established that that house has just kind of been there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she goes in. She's just gotten lucky so far, right? She just happened to find a house that is abandoned. This house has a name. Villa Villa Kula. And I believe she says at some point that her her dad gave her the house as well. So it could be so that that's... her dad set that up also and said, here, you're going to live at this place. And mm. to go there... Um, but. Maybe- Again, that's still sort of like, how would that happen? How would she have found her way there? Maybe he, maybe he owned that house. Yeah, a long time Could ago. Could be, yeah. And and this town has sort of popped up around it a little bit, mm-hmm. and they don't remember yeah. that he used to be there. And he had this like 
after a certain point on, on, of all this time on the high seas, he was like, you should stop being on the high seas. And <coughs> maybe, yeah, this is the house that I own. Go, maybe go that's where, like, her mom used to live. Maybe her mom is from this town and used to be in that house. And briefly, maybe when she was a baby, her parents were both in that house with her. And then something happens. At some point, her mom dies. She comes to the ship for a while. And then her dad's like, this isn't the best place for a child. Mm -hmm. This young sends her back, either knows for sure or figures that the house is still there and available. Mm -hmm. And is like... Go back to this house. Yeah. I think that makes sense. That makes sense. And if he's a sea captain and or king, he could find out if the he house is there. He probably has some sense. pull it, somewhere, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, I don't think he's a king. I think that okay. is nonsense. That might be an embellishment, yeah. Okay. At There's the nothing very... to prove that. It, right. Well, here's the thing. Okay. You're a father. Okay? You're a father mm-hmm. of a nine-year-old girl. It's happening so fast. Yeah, I didn't yeah. plan for Father, all this to happen I this Saturday. You're also a sea captain, and you live oh on. My gosh. And you live on Keep your ship. Up. Okay, for nine years you have raised this girl on the ship. She was an infant. She was a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And when she turns nine, you're like, uh oh, this place is a little too dangerous for you. After nine years, that's that ridiculous. And if you're actually a king. And you're cho- and you're like, oh, well, I'll just send you to this abandoned house that I used to own by yourself with gold coins that is not the currency of the place you're going. You're literally the worst father who's ever lived. Okay? So I feel like he can't possibly be a king. And okay. also, he probably was not a ship captain for those nine years. Now, we do see at the end he comes in with the ship to get her. So we should believe that he is a ship captain, right? Like, that's what he's... I, I, I think I so. Feel like that yeah. True. Take it. yeah. Maybe if he wasn't the captain the whole time, like yeah. that could be right. He maybe was like a, a deck hand mm-hmm. or first mate or something, um, and then like is the captain later, and then she's embellished by saying he is the captain, or maybe yeah. he told her as a kid, like I mm-hmm. am the captain, just to like mm-hmm. you know, because parents might embellish themselves a little bit in their kids' eyes. They want their kids to like them generally yeah. and stuff like that. So. I and think that's believable as well. The rules are a little bit different on the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're out there. Ocean laws. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's ocean, the same yeah. as land laws. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's ocean laws out there. And what that means is things are rough. And you want the best for your daughter. Mm-hmm. And when she comes of age, when she's old enough that she can take care of herself, you want her off that ship. But in under ocean laws, nine is old enough. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I think that's totally true. Yes, you know, I yeah. think so too. Because if you're, if you have a kid on a ship, there's like things on a ship that you can't do when you're, you know, four. You it know? also you might have been down. easier to keep her sort of cordoned off when she was younger, as long as there was someone sort of like checking in on her. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, like at some. When you have a baby, like, they need a lot of your time, sure. But if you leave them somewhere, they'll just stay there. If you put it in the bassinet, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And at some point, that changes. Toddlers, as I'm sure you guys know, working with, you know, preschool age, not quite toddlers, but still... You look away for two seconds and they're gone. Yeah, they've got something sharp in their mouth. They're not going to be okay. They're by sticking themselves. their hand in an outlet. They're, like... go- they're doing whatever is going to hurt them the most. Yes, the most quick, immediately. Quick. Yeah. 
So it's uncanny, really. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. But I would think if they childproofed like one room on the ship mm-hmm. and had people coming in and out yeah. to keep her entertained, I feel like that could have worked for a while. But yeah, as she gets older, um, it's gonna be harder to do that. She's gonna want to be in like where everybody. She wants yeah, to be where the people pro- are. Pro- she wants may to be. Well, have been like her request. Like, Maybe yeah. She's like, listen, Dad, I don't want to be on the ship anymore. I still think he's a bad father. I think he's an awful father. I, 100%. I do think, the more we've talked about this, that he is actually the sea captain, because yeah. why would the captain of the ship make concessions to, like, a deckhand's True. child You're in this right. way? Yeah. Like, it's a lot. Like, it takes a... It takes a crew to raise a child, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you're but he's right. not going to do that for someone else's child, you know. So yeah. it seems that he probably was the secret. <coughs> throughout he's, this. Right. I'm just trying to wrap my head around, like, how do you think this played out? Okay, she's she she lives on the ship. Like, I I could picture this pretty well. Yeah. Like she, you know, her mother dies, so her father is alone with the kid. And, you know, she's probably like, very young when this happens. And so he's like, she has to come on the ship with me. Yeah, it's going to be fine. We'll, we'll figure this it is, out. Yeah. I can take care of a child. Yeah. And then, you know, the crew helps him out and she grows up and she, you know, gets like really like tough and, you know, she's like a ship child. She's ship shape. Yeah. Um, ship shape. Pee gets ship shape. Yeah. And for like nine years, that's the that's the way it goes. And then when she's nine... She is like, what, Dad? I'm tired of being on the ship, or yeah, I don't, I don't think she. You don't think she? I don't think it was her choice. So she, because she says she like misses her dad and stuff. Yeah. So what do you think happened? I think there was like a traumatic event that happened on the high seas. I mm-hmm. bet she's. I don't. Again, I don't remember a specific instance, but it would track for sure if she told some story about pirates i would yeah. think that at some point pirates were involved yeah like and maybe... it got a little bit too hot and heavy yeah and her dad was like "Ooh, yeah, like us adults can like take orders and know how to handle this but she's old enough now to like not be able to be in on the action but too old to be able to be cordoned off from everybody else and accept that so yeah, that does make sense where there was some kind of event or, like, tipping point where it was like, okay, she needs to get off the ship or else something worse is going to happen yeah. to her. Yeah. Perhaps, like, some pirates tried to, like, board the ship. And... Yeah, they could have just kidnapped her and used her as a bargaining chip. Yeah. That, yeah. So, okay. I'm a little more on board with him not being the absolute worst father. But I feel like not the best. If you but are, not the if get on board this ship, Bobby, <laughs> you give up your it's life sailing. as a ship captain. If if it's dangerous, if it's not dangerous, then he's a bad father for doing this. So it's like one or the other. Either way, I feel like he's a bad father. But sure, here's a situation that I could see happening that makes it a little less a uh, stupid decision. Because, all right, if he is a king of something, uh-huh. he has to have somebody that he could send his child to. Like, some kind of responsible adult. Right, over, like, this house abandoned alone. Like, a nine-year-old is certainly smart enough to just go through, like, daily life without dying. Right. You know, they're not, like, a little kid. Mm-hmm. But they don't know how to, like, 
repair a house. They still need like, guidance. You know, yeah. they still need somebody when you're when you're nine. You still need somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if there's like a chance that she's gonna make it on her own, it's like that's a very irresponsible move as a parent to just send her away. Right. So like, this is what I see happening. That could be okay. Not okay, but like would sort of make it make sense. Mm-hmm. Is like they get attacked in like like an attack that's never really happened to them before by pirates. You know, like he's a good a good old sea captain just doing like normal sea work and then they get attacked by pirates and they're getting boarded. And he says to like wh- whoever's working for him that knows that this is their job if it ever comes to this and he says, "Okay, you go take like the little boat, little rowboat or whatever. The, the lifeboat. The the, the the lifeboat. Yeah. yeah. And uh, take my daughter, row back to shore, or you know whatever you do to get back to shore, and you know, um, and just protect her. And when I can come, I'm gonna come and fight her at this place. And then they go and do that, but. The first mate guy is like, yeah, you're fine, kid. Just go take my <laughs> yeah. horse. You just <laughs> take the horse that we had on the ship or is the horse the waiting for him? Or maybe she steals the horse she because she doesn't want to go. When she gets to land. Mate, yeah. Because you couldn't pick, take a horse on a lifeboat. I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Yeah, when she, when she yeah. gets to land, yes. Okay. Either she steals it, or I think maybe I don't know that she would want to steal something. Maybe she happens upon no, the yeah, horse. Maybe it's in her horse. Way. I yeah. just mean she like bought it. She has all those gold coins. That's the true. Choice she could have just bought it. I feel like the choice to go by herself is her choice. Hmm. At some point, she's very independent. She is, yeah. Because yeah. I That's do not, I do not see like a father saying. Okay, nine-year-old daughter, you're on your own. Go to this house with this horse and monkey and just do it. Just, you're good. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think you're right. It would make sense for her to have at least some agency in saying, at least owning, like, yep, I'm I'm on, I'm out here on my own. Because, like, that's how she acts, is she doesn't want to go to this girl's home with all these other orphans or whatever. She's like, nah, I'm cool here in Vila Vila This is where I live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, she said, yeah, okay. she's, I'm, I'm good. she does not like authority figures taking care of her yeah so regardless of what her father wanted for her she was gonna go by herself Mm -hmm. i think that makes sense okay yeah yeah so she leaves on a lifeboat by herself or with maybe an escort to land or something something. and then they leave her by herself whatever happens Mm -hmm. we don't need to know the exact specifics of that because we have so much more nonsense that we've been going for 40 minutes (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) she probably gives him the slip buys a horse yeah cool yep I things that we really need to tackle. She apparently has super strength. We yes. gotta figure that out. Yep. We haven't even mentioned the super strengths. <laughs> the, the strongest girl in the world. Yeah. Gold coins kind of makes some sense because if she's just a ship captain, then who's like going back and forth between yeah, all these places? They have to deal with like narrative, solid. She, they would have had a contingency plan for her. They wouldn't have sent her off. You know, yeah, with nothing. Like a, a bunch of yeah. yeah, and it's not and. As we've seen, or maybe not you guys, but like as I've seen, definitely the like I said, the townspeople accept these coins. It is real yeah. currency. It's not the regular currency, but, but it's, it's still like, an acceptable right. Yeah, it's universal currency because yes. you're a ship captain. You're going to all these places. You can't just deal in one type of currency. right. Yeah, like if today I had a I threw a gold coin on a table that wasn't like a a second away a dollar or whatever 
I probably get looked at weird like, uh, you gotta take this to the bank first. I can't accept this. <coughs> but back then it was still fine, like, oh, a gold coin. You can buy the whole store, basically. Yeah. Yep. So Which is really like the smart move. Right. Just buy the whole store. It's a good investment. She literally does. At one point she buys the whole candy stock, and that's like one of my favorite <laughs> episodes, is just seeing all these kids eat this like huge amount of candy, but I digress. Not nonsense. Next yeah, no, <laughs> yes, next not point nonsense, of order. So the super strength, we got to get down. And then, how does this nine-year-old girl manage to stay in a house that everybody knows where the house is and not go to this orphan? Like, how does she... She just... How does she win? She's nine. How does she win? These policemen are apparently good at keeping the town peaceful, but also they're kind of bumbling idiots. So they're easily outsmarted. And uh, in, like, the first episode, I think it is... Like, they come to the house and they're like, hey, you know, we got a tip from this other lady that you should come go to this orphanage and you refuse, so we're here, we gotta, we gotta take you to this orphanage. Okay. She's like, nah, and kind of like, literally like, runs away from them and they're like, what? Hey. And they're respectable, they're respectable policemen, they're not just gonna like, grab and manhandle this child, they're gonna try and convince her like hey no it's a really nice orphanage and they do try she like climbs up on the roof and they're like come on you, you it's really nice there you'll love it mm -hmm. she's like no i don't want to so they're like oh man i guess we have to follow her up on the roof and that's what they do and they're like yep. really scared and stuff and then she just kind of i think she leaves them on the roof i think so yeah yeah she like takes away the ladder and they're like oh no how do we get down <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, I wonder if at like a certain point it becomes clear that they they can't like get her to go to that orphanage without forcing her to do it mm -hmm. and maybe they just make this decision that she seems fine maybe we'll just keep an eye on her and you know we don't want to have to like like you said manhandle a nine-year-old to get her to go to an orphanage this is tough for me because in our day and age this is obviously nonsense yeah because yes. they're no one they're not just gonna let a nine-year-old live in this house by herself mm -hmm. yeah i don't true. know what the social expectations were like then in and sweden there. in the 70s yeah uh well but i feel like and if in we're going by the book in the, in the 70s Oh, it's in the 40s? The, when the book was written was sometime in the 40s, Yeah, right? the books were written in, like, 40s, 50s, I believe. But this adaptation that we're looking at t does take place, like, more in the 70s. Okay. So, I that's think right. it was sort of similar to here, where, like, that's weird, yeah. and, like, someone would have checked in on that. Yeah, in but... the 70s, I feel like it's nonsense. I feel yeah. like by then, this is nonsense. Yeah. Like, okay. somebody is going to get her out of that house and take her to the orphanage. Right. Like, the police are not going to get stuck on the roof. They, mm -hmm. they can... Get they can, you know, call somebody or something and get down from the roof in the seventies. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yes, they, they they did get down on the roof. What and the way they leave her property is Pipi has a show of her strength. Where the one of them is messing with the car, he doesn't see it. She's literally holding up the car while he's like, he's shifted. The car is started, but it's not going anywhere because she's holding up the back wheels. Um, and then the one policeman gets out of the car which is when she lets the car down. So the policeman driving is like speeding down this like driveway. And then the other one is like, what, what just happened? And then she's like also lifting up the horse, like proving like I'm uh -huh. super strong. 
I can lift up my own horse. She's just like grinning at him. He's like rubbing his eyes like, oh my gosh, what's happening? So they're kind of afraid of her. Yeah. Yeah. They're afraid of her at that point. So what is she? she, So she doesn't have super strength because that's nonsense. So she's like, she's got to be tricking them in some way. You know, it's sort of like a Home Alone kind of situation. Yeah. Which you could tackle the nonsense in Home Alone, but it's definitely presented (laughs) in a way like this kid is doing things that a kid could do. And it just happens that these particular two criminals are police police officers. Criminals are a different episode. She does deal with robbers. I'm talking about Home Alone. Okay. Oh, okay. These two criminals are dumb. Now, that's fine. The two police officers of, this, of the town. There's two of them, right? I yes. know that I said that in a really funny way. Like, yes. you're not laughing at me. But there's there's two police officers in this whole town. Did they not report to anybody? There's no evidence that they do. Yeah, so yeah, like... I mean... And there's also evidence that they're not that bright because while they're out, walk, driving around, the two criminals are... Yeah, who have, just... like... Saws Chains and on, files yeah. are breaking through the bars of the jail. Uh-huh. So these are probably the only two people in this whole town who wanted to be police officers. Yeah. And so they are. And everyone's cool with it because they don't really Maybe need they're them. just kind of letting them do this because they want to so bad. And like, yeah. in reality, like maybe everybody else just kind of takes care of it themselves. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like at some point they do get called but i don't know the the police operation does not seem very like ordered it doesn't seem like there's much hierarchy at least not in this rural suburban whatever town right so maybe there is a wider uh you know authority but they're not really like connected to it very well and also like technology was less so they're just pretending they're just, they're just pretending. Just, they're just wear the uniform. Yeah, they're but like there's, vigil, they're there like is a jail, Batman, but there is a jail, there and is there are criminals jail. in the jail. Yeah, but like they're you saw it. They're like sawing through these little <laughs> things. It's the it's not a real jail. Are you kidding? But no then why? What what is it then? At uh, it could be like I don't know a play. Or something. I feel like we're getting more and more towards the whole town is fake and everyone no, is just... No, it's not the whole town is fake. <laughs> because these two guys definitely... Like, they're really going for this girl. Right? They're really the trying police to police officers. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's that's real. Their intention is real. I just the think room. they're not officially police officers. Hmm, okay. Perhaps you know? not. Because I think they they does the town not have police officers maybe it does but if it if it does they don't even know about this situation Mm. because like she she rides in a town on a horse not that weird yeah like you said that could happen you could see someone riding a horse and it's not the absolute weirdest thing you've seen yeah um and all that really happens is she rides in on a horse and goes to this house and if she's not really making much noise like if everyone in the town knows that this is an abandoned house um, it's possible that like nobody with the authority to figure out what's going on even notices. Yeah, I mean, Tommy and Annika talk to their parents about Pipi and like they've made this new friend, and I think they say like, yeah, she lives in Villa Villacula. Um, 
And the parents don't really do much about that either. They're just yeah. like, oh, we'll invite her home sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they probably don't even consider that she's there by herself. Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah. And so, then, like, why would the... T- you know, if you're a police officer in a town, are you aware of every single person that moves into the town? Sure, of course not. Mm-hmm. But I, I, they probably were called again, though, because this other lady is very adamant about getting PP to this home. It's like a uh-huh. plot point that comes yeah. back. Uh, she, uh, this owner of the orphanage or whatever is like, you need to be here. Like, this is where you should be. So you would think that if these aren't the only policemen that she would go to somebody else next time if they didn't help her but that doesn't happen it's still just them two and also even if there was another authority what are they going to say like she held up the car so we couldn't move and then she held up the horse like they're not going to believe that necessarily because again it's nonsense right Mm -hmm. she just made it look like those things happened scared these two guys I don't know special special effects effects. (laughs) like Maybe it's not a real car. They were driving it. Her, it they were okay. It's so their car, they had yeah. Control. Okay. Mm. She lifted it up with like a rock or something, and just uh, went like that behind it or something. Maybe cars are not as heavy as people think. <laughs> Have you ever tried lifting a car? Yes. <laughs> I mean, these were older cars. It's pretty. It's a pretty small, like minimalist <laughs> all car. Right, it's all got right. a crank on the front. Like maybe they were lighter. Probably swing that. <laughs> They're not real police. They don't have a real car. <laughs> Simple as that. It's one of those ones car. that you like move with your feet. That's yeah. it. Like <laughs> that's it. Flintstones. They style. have a fake car, and yeah. she's just so they come and they don't realize that it's so okay. Light. All right, the orphanage. Wait, here's the real one. Here's the real one. I got it. The orphanage is not a real orphanage. Okay. Okay. This is just a place that. Her father intended to send her. Oh, okay. right? this lady is the contact. This lady's the contact, but what he's doing, sending her there, is not is like under, like not by the books, you know, like because he's not like making her her legal guardian. Like he just doesn't want to get in trouble for okay. you know child abandonment. Thing. Yeah, and maybe but he's like case... a fugitive in some way anyway because of bad sea, business sea sea stuff. Why wouldn't? that lady tell her that then though she never tells her anything about like oh i know your dad your dad wants you to be here um maybe he doesn't want her to know that maybe okay maybe maybe... he want his her dad wants her to think that she's going to an orphanage Hmm. and so maybe she he doesn't want her to know because then she would be like well, I don't want to listen to you, Dad. I yeah. left on my own on purpose. Mm-hmm. So maybe right. that would still kind of cancel out. So he's like, don't tell her it's me. It's just... I just right. And okay. so she has to send the fake police because she can't go to the real police and be like, mm. hello, I need this little girl to go to my house. Yeah. <laughs> so she makes up fake or- orphanage, gets like her two friends to be fake police. They go in their fake car, which she can lift up because it's fake. And right. then they leave because they're like, oh, man, she figured out mm. we're fake police. No, no. So we got to go back and figure out a new plan. Yeah, that's mm. right. Still got to explain the horse. How she lifts the horse. Yeah, yeah. she fake does horse. just lift the horse. <laughs> fake horse. <laughs> oh, fake <laughs> To backtrack to 10 minutes ago when Lynn said, are we going to say the whole town is fake? <laughs> <laughs> 
just the orphanage and the police and just, those two police just and the their two car police and the car not the full but not police. the horse the horse is real the horse is real the monkey is real everything else is, yeah maybe it's a well-timed jump <laughs> maybe what is the scene when she lifts the horse like what is what is around what she happening? is outside of the house in the yard um, it's pretty flat land, so you can't use, like, hill, and even if it was, like, an optical illusion, like, the horse would seem very small, and that's not true. You, you see it as a real full-size horse. It's a living horse, uh, that just kind of hangs out on the porch most of the time. Porch horse. <coughs> porch horse. Porch horse. So, Tommy and Attica are standing right next to her as she's doing this, so they're seeing it, too. So, yeah, she's literally, she's just got her hand, she's lifting her arms straight up above her. She's not just, like, scooting the horse a little bit up off the ground. She's not, like, pivoting it up off the ground or anything like she did with the car with where she was just lifting half of it. She's got it up above her head with her arms, like, on the belly, and she's just standing there, supporting it, not struggling even a little bit. Holding it by its belly? Holding it up above her head, yet by, like, underneath it. And uh, just kind of grinning at this policeman. And Tommy and Attica are like, haha, yeah, wow, look at our cool friend who has super strength. I mean, it's a magic trick. Could there be two stools that yeah. the horse is standing on that are painted exactly like everything or around them? they made of very transparent glass. I, I suppose. This horse, look. That. Because you're, I mean, you're in this police car. She's. You're not expecting this to happen. So you're, you could be definitely, like, this is a power of suggestion. It's like that trick that uh, Chris Angel does where he floats. Mind freak. All he does is, is stand up on his back foot. Hmm. And it looks like he's floating. That's all it is. But oh, like, so like his, his front foot is like in front of his back foot? And yeah, you can't one see of it. his feet is literally touching the ground. But people look at him and think he's floating because it's just the power of psychology. the yeah, you know, psychology is what it is. So really, you could even just have two normal stools there. And if the horse is up on him and it's the perfect height and you have the face and you just are, you know. She's probably practiced this convincing. Like, thing yeah. with the horse where it jumps as she lifts it up. Yeah. I mean, Something. this is the first day she's moved in, though. That's true. Would she have had time to build that it's a very horse. specific relationship horse. and training <laughs> maybe, with this horse? <laughs> maybe she had a long journey with the horse from the sea to this town. That's true. This town so is uh, it? a little yeah. bit inland, it seems. Yeah. It's not like a sea town. This is yeah. their big move. Is... is Sweden, Sweden's not landlocked, right? No, no, okay. no, no. So There's it, definitely it, it ocean and coast and stuff, yeah. Um, but still, it still could have been a long journey. She had time yeah. to, to practice this, yeah. this yeah. bit. That's my best suggestion. That's all I got. I know this doesn't happen in this episode, but she does definitely throw someone up into the trees around her property, though. I've and watched professional wrestling, and... Uh, you know, the kid was in on it. Kids, obviously. kids in on it. That's like at least twelve feet, though. Hmm. Kids can't jump that high, even if he was in on it. There's a pulley system. Pulley system. A glass pulley system. No, it's just up in the tree. Fishing line. Oh yeah. Fishing line. That's what they use in Scooby Doo. It's always like fishing line and holograms and stuff. Fishing yeah. line. Fishing line. Boom. 
Easy. Come Next. on, Lynn, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, jeez. Cool. Super strength. Check. Debunked. Smoke and mirrors, essentially. And yeah. a very well-trained porch horse. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Porch horse. Sounds like a good band name. Um, That's all I've got. Yeah, what else uh, is nonsense in this story? Those were the big ones. We got the big ones. That's the big ones. And like I said, it's mostly those things repeated in different situations. Like, she goes to a carnival and she uses the super strength to help her, like, win some stuff. She, like, uh, meets the snake lady and she's, like, not afraid of the snake. So she, like, has the snake on her and stuff. And I don't know that that's nonsense, nah. but the ringleader is kind of, like, mad at her about it. Um she yeah she buys a bunch of candy and toys for some kids because she has the money but again mm-hmm. like it's valid currency even if it's a little weird mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah the the regular townsfolk are like this is weird but they're not like there's something fishy here so okay um she also doesn't go to school though that might be i guess we could just chalk that up to her like because she doesn't understand why she would have to go to school. She's never, like, been to school before. She doesn't go with Tommy and Anka. I think she maybe goes, like, for one day, and then it's a disaster, predictably. So she's like, I don't want to be here. This is dumb. Well, I mean, the, here's the thing. is like, if the town doesn't know you're there... They don't have you know, to sign you up for school. You don't have to go to school. She In doesn't fact, have any guardians to... Like, if you do go to school, then it becomes a problem. Right. Because now they know you're there. Right. So She may have, you know... Plus, people stop going to school... At all kinds of ages. Yeah. I don't know about in this. I don't know what that was like in the seventies. Exactly. It was probably a little bit more loosey goosey, at least with you mm-hmm. know definitely keeping more. up on like truancy and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely more than. Now. And in a rural town like where they are, like Ooh. there's, I, that's probably <clears throat> completely. I mean, at that point, she is like more well known in the town. Like people know something's happening with this weird kid who mm-hmm. suddenly showed up with the weird hair sticking out or whatever. But like. Yeah, it seems like the fact that she's not going to school is just another small thing about the rest of this stuff. Now, yeah. seeing as we're closing in on the hour, I think we've uh, I think we've got it. <laughs> I think so. I think we've nailed it down. We're great. We did it. Cool. Yes. Congratulations, to Congratulations to us. Congratulations to us. Um, we need a new moral for this story. New moral. Um, I would say that it is um, learning magic is very helpful. Especially if you're nine and live alone. Um, there is a lot you can get away with if the government doesn't know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, that's she definitely is, true. She's pretty charming, too. She's, you know, a little bit against authority, but she's still this little spunky kid. Yeah. Yeah. With gold coins and a lot of them so the money certainly doesn't hurt either you can get away with a lot if the government doesn't know you're there and you have a chest full of gold coins and you're a spunky kid yeah for sure for sure thanks for listening to no nonsense story time i'm chris panico i'm robert hoffman and i'm lynn Yes. We'd like to thank you so much for coming. Yeah, it was really it was fun great. to have you here and bring that awesome story with you. Yeah, I'm glad I could. Um, next time on No Nonsense Story Time, we are going to be talking about The Gingerbread Man. Um, originally published in 1875. Yeah, well, it's a fairy tale from presumably before 1875. Certainly. From a while ago. I'll say, uh, yeah, it was published in 
St. Nicholas Magazine um, in May 1875. And the reteller, I'm just reading this from Wikipedia. The reteller of the tale said, A girl from Maine told it to my children. It interested them so much that I thought it worth preserving. Mm-hmm. I asked where she found it, and she said an old lady told it to her in her childhood. Okay. So, so f- by an old lady probably from Maine. Yeah. We'll tell you more about that author t- next time. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the state, and we'll talk about being old. Um... Yeah, thank you, Lynn, so much for being on our episode. Thank you for having me. Um, if you can, you know, if Sweden ever comes out with any more stories than that one <laughs> that they have right now, just the one, hit us up and we'll consider uh, letting you back in here. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> and if, if you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at nonsensestorytime at gmail.com. You can find us on. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, all of those places. Facebook. Facebook. Still got that. Podcast. Yeah. Cat podcast. Yep. Uh, see you next time. Mouth. Mouthcast. <laughs>